Reclaiming Hope podcast. Uh, this is episode 14, and we're talking about specifically, again, just Haley and I's experiences um, with healthcare treatment, both um, positive and negative. So um, her and I have very different experiences. Mine has been on the nicer side, um, and Haley's has been on the maybe not so... Not so helpful Not side. so helpful side. So we'll, we'll start with the positives, and then we'll... Or do you want to go negative no, first? No, no. I mean, oh, I and know. and with positive on a good note. Sure, we can. So you want to talk about negative first? We should have maybe thought this through before we started <laughs> the okay. episode, but we're we're rolling with it at this point. So let's yeah. let's do negative because okay. we always, you know, you start with the bad and end with the good. Sure, so. sure. Go ahead, yeah. friend. Well, it's not like everything about my experience was negative however after talking to you and they'll hear about it and just like how comforted you felt in your experience I just was able to realize how businessy and like transactional my experience was Mm -hmm. versus being provided like treatment and helping and like human to human yeah 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 Yeah. um so i was going to a um ob office that apparently now after going through this everyone i talked to um they are really good at their routine checkups and healthy pregnancies and um they can deliver babies and i know a ton of ladies that go there um but the second that something doesn't really go well um they just kind of turn into these are the steps that we have to take which can sound good because they know what they're doing um as soon as they said this is what it looks like here are your levels this is the plan we have to do you have to wait all these days like here are your options we've talked about this so um the pill the dnc at home they know what they're saying it's the fact that they know what they're saying and they've done it so much where i think that they um if it's like some they've either lost like the empathy towards it so, like, bedside and, manner. or yeah, some of no offense, but like there's some doctors that are just know their books and it just comes off like factual instead of relational. Sure. Um, so I feel like even from day one, as I was getting the news, um, it was, Hey, this is a pregnancy that was started that won't be completed. That was the sentence. I can hear it all the time. Instead of saying, you're having a loss, like, or whatever it was. There was mm-hmm. no, it was just, this is what's happening. Um, and then the doctor came in and same thing of just, here are your options. You're doing, you can do the pill, you can do at home, you can do the DNC. And you're still in the whiplash of like, I thought I was going to be pregnant. And now you're just telling me these things. And I remember crying and <laughs> the doctor, it's, it's funny now because she's just so like blink yeah you know and I started to tear up and she was like I know I'm it's I'm sorry I know you weren't expecting this news kind of like just like yeah and she acknowledged it like what are you gonna do you have someone (laughs) crying in front of you so she's like you know whatever but they didn't give me tissues they didn't like try to like comfort it was just like I know this is probably a lot to take in like call the office basically and let us know what option you decide to do and you're like okay you know and then you just want out of there at that point yeah Yeah. so that was um one aspect of the things that I just after processing it and looking back and now having a different doctor I'm like well that wasn't very gentle Mm -hmm. or kind through that process um 
The other thing that I did not necessarily care for, and this might be with any doctor's office because I've talked to other ladies who feel like they were not prepared as well, Um, but after I chose to do the miscarriage at home, um, I was just not prepared for. They didn't really equip me for what was going to happen, which we're going to actually talk about that in the next episode more in depth, but I felt very like bamboozled by this lady who mm-hmm. said oh this will happen and then when you go back in after you're like like chick yeah <laughs> like, that happened but you, you did left not, out 95 yeah, percent of what occurred really, yeah I, I remember them telling me like you'll know you'll know you'll know and then after it happened i was like well you're right but gosh darn you probably should have told me my body was going yeah. into labor that's the next episode but yeah. so i didn't really feel equipped for anything and I feel like even if I did the pill option mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been prepared like they just don't they say these are your options and then you ask for more detail and they're like the the detail is that you're having a miscarriage and you need to get the fetus out you need yeah. to get the baby out everything like this is what has to happen yep. and you're like no I want yeah, the details how? of <laughs> yeah. the experience that's about to happen right um so I feel like that was um just not handled well either sure once i was in the hospital because i did have the dnc once i got to the hospital i feel like everything was fine Mm -hmm. because that was routine for the hospital did you even like really see your doctor during your dnc maybe i was so (laughs) (laughs) um she's the one that did it so she came in to say like this is gonna happen right but that's about it. No, talk to the anesthesiologist. But that's what I'm saying. The nurses on yeah, this pre-surge, what, they were gentler yeah. yep. and they were nice and they knew why mm-hmm. you were there. And so the hospital staff was fine. But then even post all of your appointments of one week after the DNC and like those kind of follow-ups, it was still very much like back in my OB office was very businessy of just like, okay, yeah. so how are you feeling today? And I'm like, well, not great. I had a DNC last week and I lost my baby. Right. Like, why would you yeah. ask me? Like, Physically, yeah. I hurt. Mentally, I hurt like, more. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't really getting that yeah. aspect of, there was no, just awareness, I feel like, was mm-hmm. was down on that. Like, even from day one, you find out you're pregnant, you call your doctor, you say, I'm pregnant. And they say, okay, you need to schedule first. What has to happen is you have to schedule a financial appointment. That's the first thing you have to do. Really? Before you have any other appointments. So on October 19th, um, I had my financial visit where you basically tell them how you're going to pay for everything. It's a payment plan appointment. Wow. With yeah, some financial advisor in the back. Interesting. Yes. And then the 25th, I had my appointment and everything went down. So then right. this is a completely different tangent but then i have to call back after all of this and say hey i made a deposit can i get that money back yeah and that's so much more awkward like why wouldn't you just let the mom process that she's pregnant wow or anything it was hey we want to know how you're going to pay us up front interesting i know so then they i mean they gave us our money back but it was a deposit on a child that you didn't even have yet mm-hmm. and then now that is painful to have to call back and remind and they and the people don't pull up your charts so you have to say you know like why mm-hmm. oh because i had a miscarriage sure. you know and i'm like this is a jank system a yeah, little bit yeah so it didn't really seem loving mm-hmm. 
Those are my negatives. <laughs> I mean, so we'll get into my positives here in a second, but I did have a couple negative experiences. Um, primarily came with the second one, um, with the second miscarriage. Um, initially, it was the scheduling staff over the phone that were, again, very transactional, lack of emotion, like did not acknowledge that I was upset. So we were trying to schedule my DNC. I went in on Monday, found out that we lost Ethan. And then they they said, we'll give you a call. We're going to go right into the DNC. So Monday night, by then, like I hadn't heard anything. I thought they were going to call. So then they call Tuesday. And the lady is scheduling me for the following Tuesday. For So a whole week, I have to sit there mm-hmm. knowing that my baby is deceased in me. And I was like losing it. I was crying over the phone. And honestly, your body could have done it. <laughs> Like it could have started. Yeah. I could have started by then. Um, and she just like no emotion, like did not acknowledge that I was upset. She was like, yep, this is all I have. And I was like, is there any other way I can get in there? Like any, like, I don't know that I can do this for a whole week. She's like, nope, this is all we have click. So that was the end of that. And I was like, I lost it. I just lost it of like, there was no empathy for that situation of like, clearly I was upset with that. So um, that was not the greatest experience. Um, and then after everything, uh, with Ethan, we sent everything over to get tested, to do the genetic testing, um, to see what had gone wrong. And then that comes with, um, like an, a genetic counselor appointment, um, which is like over two hours long. And so we went in, sat with the genetic counselor and we were with her for like near like close to an hour and a half. And so she's going through like our story, our family history. She's like literally like drawing out like your family tree and going through like all of these like potential losses in the family and if there's anything connected to it. So she looks at everything, looks at our story, and she told us, I don't think the two miscarriages are related. Um, I don't think you need to go back and test the first miscarriage, which um, took me off guard because I didn't realize I was like, they, so they have like the remains of my miscarriage still like stored. Guess they do. They do. <laughs> they do. So, um, but she explained why that was not a good idea to do. Um, and so we were good with that. We were fine with, you know, going about our business. Um, so then she leaves the room and then the doctor comes back in first off, doesn't, he has no idea who we are. So he was like, oh, you guys are medical students? And we just like stared at him. <laughs> We're like, are you in the wrong room? Or <laughs> nope, not us. Um, so not off to a great start with that. Um, and then he basically took an atomic bomb to everything that we had just discussed and decided with the genetic counselor and said, well, I think you need to go back and test the first miscarriage so we can get a whole story. Blah, blah, blah. This is why I think you should do that. And I'm just staring at him, looking at Bennett, trying not to like completely lose my mind. Um, And then he's like looking at my chart online. He's like, and it also says that you've been dealing with infertility since 2015. And I was like, (laughs) Bennett and I were maybe dating for like two months in 2015. So not a thing. I'm not sure what you're looking at. And then he blamed it on my doctor, my OB. And then that's when he was like, well, the OB must have like noted it wrong. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, (laughs) I'm so out. So he leaves. 
I completely break down. And this is like two weeks after we lost Ethan. So I am already unwell. Um, and then also after this appointment, I have to go to work for 14 hours afterwards. So like if you have, if you, if this is you and you're going through this, don't, I would not recommend like having to go to work afterwards because you go in with like a certain notion of like, this is how it's going to go. And I did not get that of like, oh, they're going to give us a perfect path of like how we can like continue on, mm -hmm. which did not happen. Um, so yeah, that whole thing was just a complete mess. She ended up coming, the counselor came back in and Bennett, like, obviously like she knew I was crying and Bennett was like, okay, so <laughs> let me let's, catch you up in the last 10 minutes of our lives recap. because this man just came in here very nice, but not a clue of what, you know, what we just discussed after an hour and a half, you know, so that it was just, again, it was very transactional obviously didn't really look at anything like he didn't look at our chart you know prior to going into the room he didn't even know who we were um so it just felt like very impersonal very ill prepared mm -hmm. and I was already in a very like not great state of mind mm -hmm. so yeah those are like my only two not super great experiences with healthcare so yeah we we probably have a whole other episode on the billing process and all yeah. that jazz but mm -hmm. that's not fun either yeah. to get uh what like a month later you finally process that you lost a baby and you're starting to like figure out life again and then all of a sudden you open the mail and it's you get whacked with the bill that yeah. you didn't expect and and medical terminology that you weren't expecting yeah to be labeled on on those bills either um, which can be overwhelming, but we, yeah, we can get into that later. That's maybe a different topic, but yeah. Um, so, okay. You're right. This was good. So yeah. we, <laughs> they're all like, way. oh my gosh, this is a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the positive. Yes. Do you have anything? I, I actually, I can think, okay. So with my old doctor, um, I feel like I was telling you before this that, there was some nurses and like staff intermittently that I could tell felt bad. Um, and the one specifically that I remember was the lady that had to do my blood work. So I was just told I'm going to have a loss and they wanted to take my blood and then I would do it in a few days to kind of see what the levels like comparison would look like. And so I just got told and I'm crying and then I get walked out to the station and have mm -hmm. to get my blood taken. And um, that nurse was very gentle and loving and like very kind towards me. I don't know who her, her name or anything about her, but I could tell that she was very, you know, she looked at the paperwork and knew why she was taking my blood. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that was, that was good. Um, I could probably think harder, but, um, that's all with that one. But this new doctor, um, well, it's the same practice that you go to. So there is that like front desk and like there is some businessy mindset to it. It's a really big, yeah, yeah. big, it's a big facility. facility. Yeah. So like they have to have order and like there's things sure. like that. But I feel like they know what they're doing and they're efficient. Yeah. And my new doctor gets things done. Yeah. So that is very helpful. Like I'm not pregnant, but like she guides me on the path and she makes me feel good even when I'm not pregnant yet and like what the steps are and she's yeah. very outgoing 
very quick like appointments but she walks in and you know she read my chart and she she came in follow- prepared yeah following up yeah. And like did your husband do this did you do that okay what are we doing and it's really quick mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so it seems transactional but she knows what she's doing what she's talking about yeah she read my chart she's ready to go mm-hmm. and within like two months we already have done procedures done tests figured out some things that are wrong and like have a plan in place which is way more than two and a half years in the other place so. right right so yeah that is a positive so. yeah yeah absolutely um yeah so my doctor is in the same facility as we have different doctors but same practice mm-hmm. um and then when i moved to south bend i had decided that i needed to get an ob just for general checkups um so if that's if that's something that you know you're exploring as a female I would do that. I would have somebody in place ready to go because if something like this happens and arises, you have that relationship built. Yeah, that's true. So that's like, I've I always just moved. And so that was a really stinky time to like, I had one have potential appointment yeah. and then I got pregnant and then yeah. I was like, I know you don't know me, but yeah. So that, I mean, that, but that's my advice is yeah. to try and get somebody in place for your regular checkups. So, you know, should this arise, then you're, you know, you're one step closer to, you know, maybe having a a better experience. So, um, I had already had, you know, that relationship with my doctor for like five or six years before this happened, which is a long time to have a doctor in place, you know? So, you know, when all of this happened, uh, when we lost Camille, the first thing when she's telling me like, there's no heartbeat, this is what I'm seeing, like all of this stuff, I'm like sitting there, she could tell I was totally shell shocked and immediate, like, she stopped herself and said, it's okay to cry. And I lost it. Absolutely lost it. So like she automatically, like she stopped what she was doing because she could see what yeah. was happening like, to me. You're not going to retain any of this medical information. Right. Like just why don't you do your thing? Exactly. And so she had give us, given us the options, but she said, go home, talk to your husband. Yeah. Do you want to sit in here for a little bit? So you can like try and calm down before you like go to the car. And I was like, no, I want to get out of here. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So, um, and that was the week before Christmas. So that was, I think it was a Monday. And then Christmas Eve was on Thursday. So she's like sitting here racking her brain, trying to figure out what that, no, wait, sorry. I had don't, mis- don't lie to them. Okay. <laughs> I had sorry, miscarried guys. a week before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Then we had decided to do the medications. I came back. We had seen that the medications didn't work. And then we had decided we needed to do the DNC. So when I had come back in and they looked at everything, that was a Monday. Christmas Eve was on Thursday. She's sitting there trying to figure. She was like, I don't want you to deal with this over Christmas. Let me look at my schedule. We're going to try and figure this out so you can get this done and go home for the holidays or whatever. So she like you know, took time out of her day to try and figure out where she could place this so we can get it done before Christmas, which is what happened. Um, and then with my second one, with my second miscarriage, um, again, same kind of like experience in the ultrasound room when we found out that Ethan had passed. Um, but it was more of like, I think you should do the DNC because of all of this, all of your history, all of these things. Mm-hmm. But you can trust her opinion now. Exactly. She, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, this is a medical fact. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. She's looking at you like Kelsey. She, yeah, she knew. Just... Like, she knows me, yeah. you know. And at this point, like, she was like, this is everything that, everything that has happened in the past. I think you should do this. And she wasn't saying, you need to do the DNC. Mm-hmm. 
she's saying, I think this is what you yeah. need to do. Um, and then, like I said, that, you know, the lady over the phone wasn't super great with trying to schedule my DNC. Um, my husband had called to try and figure that out. And my doctor had come in on her day off to do the DNC, which is unreal. So she had come in before um, I went into the OR just to check in. And I was like, thank you so much. She was like, I wasn't doing it. Like I was at home. It's fine. Like it's fine that I'm here. It's not a big deal. Um, and then I didn't see her after the DNC, but she went and talked to Bennett afterwards. And he again was like, thank you so much. Like you've done so much for us. And like, it's obviously like you care about us and all of this stuff. And so that was just, it was really nice. So she's great. Anytime I go in there, it's always, she asks how I'm doing like mentally first before we get into the physical part of it too, which is nice. So it's, again, it's not transactional. She actually wants to know like how things are going, which is nice, you know? So, um, yeah, that's been a really positive experience to like be treated like a human and from, you know, woman to woman, it's nice to like have her care. And she has said multiple times, she's like, I have sat in your position before. I understand what you're going through, making it very clear that she has miscarried in the past, mm -hmm. um, which again helps. She didn't have to tell me that, mm -hmm. you know, but she did because she felt like it was important to yeah. tell me that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then after both of my miscarriages, I had health issues, just like I, it was just my body trying to figure out what the heck mm -hmm. was going on. Um, and so I was seeing my PCP for that. And, um, again, uh, just a really nice experience of her sitting in there. She would like, we would sit in the doctor's office for like 20 minutes talking about whatever. So she's not like in and out. Um, she had shared that she's miscarried before. So it's just, again, it's nice to like have that comfort and Again, they don't have to share those things, um, but it's nice when they do because you don't feel like you're so alone um, in, in that process. So, And again, like the hospital staff were super great with us and mm -hmm. all of that. So no negative experiences with the, with the surgeries and everyone was super gentle with us, which was great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. I would say so the hospital's good. The hospitals are great. Yeah. Except for I remember they couldn't find my stupid vein to yeah. give me the IV. But you can't eat or drink anything. That's what that nerd, yeah, they had but trouble they with me too. But they scheduled mine for like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, so I'm like, you guys did this to yourself. Yeah, I haven't like, drank anything in like, 24 yeah, hours. That was the only yeah. negative side that they poked and prodded. And then they tried to go through here yeah. and they couldn't get it. Yeah. But, you know, I'll take that. It's fine. They had trouble with mine too, and the nurse was like, I know, we told you not to drink anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, good luck. They're out there like <laughs> slapping your hand. Yeah. yeah. So I would say overall positive experience. And I hope going forward that you have, thank you, you know, yeah. positive experiences and all yeah. of that stuff. So you don't, even the nurses at this new place too, you know, they, oh, yeah, they're great. First. They're, yeah. they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and they read the charts too. And they're aware of everything that's going on. Like they yeah. know I'm in there. I'm labeled as infertility. Like they'll walk in and be like, you're having an appointment for infertility. I'm like, yes. Like yeah. they know, yeah. but then they know what that looks like. They're like, so how long have you been trying? And they, and they ask all those questions, but very gently. Yeah. Yeah. So you usually get like a rub on the leg or like, you know, rub on the shoulder or whatever. I think just the, get the look. Like. <laughs> I, 
I think the first time that I I went in after my first miscarriage just to like make sure everything like healed correctly, the nurse she was like, "How are you doing?" And I just like broke down. I was like, "I'm not okay." Yeah, she was you like, did that to yourself, lady. <laughs> you asked, you know. Um, and I don't cry in front of people ever usually, but I just like completely lost it. And she's like rubbing my leg. She's like, "You have the best doctor in this office for what you're going through." Like, she's gonna take care of you. It's gonna be okay. And I'm like, "Oh, okay," you know. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's nice to like just have those feelings validated by somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Sandwiched. That's it. Bad and good. Yep. That's it. So, we move into hopefuls. Yeah. So I wrote. It's very vague, but it's so true. I'm very hopeful for this fall. I just love the fall so much. I wrote down uh, the colors sitting outside of my at the fire pit. My, like, dating anniversary with Dom is in October, and I just love fall. All the dates that come with it, the crisp air, apple picking, all of the things. Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited about this season. I second that. I could talk about fall for four hours. I really do like fall so much. (laughs) So My birthday is October 15th, and the the trees always, like, change right around that time. And I'm like, "Eh, it's a perfect little birthday present for me. (laughs) You're out there like, (laughs) Classic. (laughs) As I drink my pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. So I'm just excited about it. Nice. Don't steal my hopeful. You had to come up with your own. That I was just okay. Okay, I was, I was complimenting like, your hope. Like, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> Double up. <laughs> um, my hopeful is that our finances are looking good, and I usually Bennett's a very penny pincher type of man, and so that took me like some that took an adjustment in our marriage when we you know first got married. Of like he's like save save save, and I'm like spend spend spend. Let's go travel the world and do all these things and spend all this money. Um, so he's always been like, let's figure this out, whatever. We have to stick to a budget. Um, but we sat down, we had a conversation. We have goals in place for certain things coming up in our life. And um, for once, I I feel like I'm more of like, no, don't spend that money. Like, we got to save this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel very like... Um, encouraged yeah but i'm like so passionate about our finances right now but it's very adult like of you i know me <laughs> and my up. 31 year old self so <laughs> yeah that's i don't know kind of boring but sorry guys but it's true all i could come all up the adults with. are like oh man that's a good one yeah, i wish i was line. hopeful for my finances <laughs> yeah so yeah there we go all right guys thanks for hanging out with us today and um We'll see you next time for a rough episode. Yeah, I was going to so, say buckle up for the next episode. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll get into that, but there will be um, a disclaimer um, pop up beforehand. So just be aware of that. So it's a triggering episode. So sounds fun, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks.